but freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. As always, appreciate all of you for being here every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Red Future Radio Network. GOPjosh.com is our website. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to this very show if you're watching on Apple Podcasts. But you don't use Apple Podcasts. We're probably where you get your podcast. Just uh, if if we're not there, shoot me an email. We'll get there. Except for Pandora, I'm not paying Pandora thirty dollars a month to to be hosted on their website. But welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader ranting as usual. Make sure you rate five stars wherever you get your podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. They like tanking that. They like the liberals. They being they like to make it look like we have no supporters and make it look like everyone hates our show. It hurts us in the algorithm bigly. When we get a bunch of one-star reviews, so if you'd like to help us out, just press the the, the furthest right star on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it takes five seconds. I'd really appreciate it. Um, we have news today about January 6th, which is something I, I kind of vowed privately that I would never talk about on the program again because I just cannot stand talking about January 6th all of the time. It's all that's in the news cycle. But we have good reason to today. Kevin McCarthy released all of the January 6th footage to Tucker Carlson, all 42,000 hours of it. I don't support that he only released it to Tucker. I understand why, but I wish he wouldn't have. I wish it would have been completely public, 100%. Anyone can see it, um, etc. But if he's going to release it to Tucker, at least Tucker released some of it. I'm not going to play the footage here, obviously, because you can't really see video on the podcast. Um, I'm not going to play the audio here because that's Tucker Carlson's show. If you want to listen to Tucker, you can listen to Tucker. You're not here to listen to Tucker. But I'll tell you what he hit on. And I'm very disappointed that last night's show, the Tuesday night show, I recorded it. I made sure to watch every minute of it, including the commercials even. But they did not play... The part of the commercial, uh, the, 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 sorry, they did not play the part of the, the footage, any, any part of the footage. They might have replayed some of last night or, or Monday nights, but they did not play any of the footage last night after promising more. 
I don't know if Tucker was silenced. I don't know what happened. But they did not play the footage and they completely just, they they talked to a police officer. And we'll talk about that later. But I want to tell you what they hit on the first points in case you missed Tucker, you don't have cable, etc. Um, the QAnon shaman, or, or sh- shaman, whatever, however you pronounce that word. He was the guy in the bullhorns with the flag and in the painted chest and the painted face who is currently facing four years in prison. Four years. He was chauffeured around the Capitol by nine Capitol police officers. We're outnumbered. We're outnumbered. You have time to chauffeur one man around the Capitol nine times or nine places and nine people to do it. He was pointed where to go. He was showed where to go by the people. They let him open locked doors. They tried to open locked doors for him so he could get in. This is not an insurrection. If it's an insurrection, it's an insurrection from the inside. Because you cannot tell me the people that were kind of leading in in, in actually publicly on the ground at January 6th outside of Ray Epps were actually orchestrating an insurrection if they were led in by the police. Had this footage showed that the QAnon uh, shaman just kind of whacked the guy, elbowed the guy, knocked him down, whatever he might have done there, maybe I would say, okay, we're a little bit closer to insurrection territory. He was let in. He was publicly available to be stopped. They had nine people at one point surrounding this man. You're telling me they couldn't take him down? You're telling me they couldn't put him in in, in handcuffs and handcuff him and, and make him leave? They absolutely could have. They showed him around. They tried to unlock doors, etc. The hero of January 6th, Brian Sicknick, who rests in peace. He was a Capitol Police officer. And I want to clarify something really quick. Brian Sicknick passed away on January 7th. Just want to remind you that. He is the major figure of the results of January 6th. According to Tucker, he was a Trump voter. Brian Sicknick was. And he passed away from a stroke the day after the um, insurrection, against the, uh, after the Fed-surrection, January 6th. I, I want to point out here, whenever they publicize about him and, and his date of birth and date of death, they never put the actual date. They just put 2021. But I digress. He passed away after involving a stroke, and they said it was due to a head injury. Tucker Carlson, this is where the left freaked out. Tucker Carlson aired the footage on his show that had Brian Sicknick running around with a helmet on. After they said he died, they had timestamps. After the left said he was hit, he was unconscious after getting hit on the head with a um, and a fire extinguisher, Brian Sicknick was appearing to usher people around in the Capitol. Are you telling me that this man who has turned into the figurine of January 6th, the man we need to think of when we think of January 6th, Brian Sicknick, he was used as a prop this whole time? We know he didn't die on January 6th, but we didn't know at this point that he actually was fine throughout January 6th. And when they said something happened, it didn't actually happen. Another thing Tucker revealed 
is that the January 6th committee, who's the only group of people pre-Tucker Carlson that had access to this footage, they went to the Capitol to use their computers to, to compile the footage and look through it uh, in more of a detailed way. It had a, bu- a bookmark on it. Someone in the January 6th committee's, uh, I guess, what's the word, um, research staff, who were looking for the clips to air on their CNN-style program, saw this footage and skipped right by it. Josh Hawley was also a big talking point in January 6th. He was the kind of guy who was running out. Remember uh, Lucas Kunze or whatever his name is who, who's running against him? Kind of ran his campaign on, on Josh Hawley running out. That didn't even happen, okay? All right. Tarek Johnson was a 2020 or 22-year veteran on the Capitol Hill force, was tasked with securing the certification of the 2020 election. Um, he was heard on the transmission he was expected to get an interview. He did not get an interview with the committee. Um, the focus was on Donald Trump. This police officer, Tarek Johnson, put on a Trump hat so he could get through the crowd. That was his ticket through the crowd, as he said. He was a Biden voter. He was not a Trump supporter. A Trump supporter put the MAGA hat on his head. He left it on so we could get through the crowd. Remember that. He was a Biden voter. He did not, he got put on leave. He was fired. He will not have retirement. He will not have benefits after serving for 22 years because he put on a MAGA hat. Think of that. That's the insanity here, by the way. Where this gentleman fought for his country, fought for his capital for 22 years. Someone put a MAGA hat on his head and snapped a picture. His life is over. He works as a, at a furniture store now. Can you imagine? Over a lie. Over a lie. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services and offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. Voiceover, translation, logo design, articles and blog posts, proofreading, graphic design and digital marketing are just a few of the services offered on Fiverr. Go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr to get a Fiverr gig today for your business or hobby. That is bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr. bit.ly slash GOP Josh F-I-V-E-R-R. Blackout Coffee is the patriotic and tasty coffee company that offers coffee, hot chocolate, mug shirts, and more. Get some great coffee at blackoutcoffee.com. Use code TSMS for up to 10% off your order. That is code TSMS at blackoutcoffee.com. Speaking of coffee, if you're a coffee mug fan, you have mugs with logos on them, check out the Red Future Radio mug on my Twitter page, Twitter at GOPJosh20. Patreon is a growing platform for exclusive content and interaction with the creators you love. 
Go to patreon.com slash GOP Josh, and for as little as $3, you're going to mug exclusive interactions and content with me while also supporting the program. Patreon.com slash GOP Josh. Patreon.com slash GOP J-O-S-H. All right. So Tucker Carlson revealed the, and kind of overthrew, for a pun intended there, the narrative of January 6th, where they overthrew the government, and it was an insurrection. We talked about it in the first segment. If you missed that, go back and listen to that. But the Capitol Police pretty much let people in. The White House is attacking Tucker Carlson by name because he revealed this footage. In a comment first shared with Politico, the White House joined Republican Senate leaders and Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger. We, and this is the statement. We agree with the chief of the Capitol Police and the wide range of bipartisan lawmakers who have contemned the false depiction of the unprecedented violent attack on our Constitution and the rule of law, which cost police officers their lives. Andrew Bates, White House spokesperson, said, We also agree with what Fox News' own attorneys and executives have now repeatedly stressed in multiple courts of law that Tucker Carlson is not credible. They showed this footage. This was undoctored footage outside of they blurred the name on a door. Um, because the Capitol Police asked him to. They didn't cut out anything. They said they would have complied with anything they asked him to cut out, the Capitol Police. They didn't ask him to cut out a thing. This is pure, raw footage, and I encourage you to look it up and find it and watch it. Pure footage that shows a collapse of the narrative. That shows that the narrative they have pushed around January 6th, the narrative they have around the insurrection, for lack of a better term, in every capacity, is a lie. They have lied to your face on every occasion. Tucker Carlson reveals that. And they can't dare stand that. And and now they're coming out and saying, well, Tucker Carlson, you know, he's a, he hates Trump. They put fake text messages on screen at MSNBC and said, well, he hates Trump. And now that's the news. That, that's, that's the line. I don't care if he likes Trump or not. He is on the right side of the issues. He is fighting for Trump in this capacity. I'm fine with him. I'm not going to argue with, with him, and I'm going to stand by Tucker Carlson because he's standing up for what matters. He's standing up for the values he should have. And he does. And, he, and and actually publicizes the truth. That's important to me. All right. GOP senators are angry about Tucker Carlson. Accurately described January 6th as mostly peaceful. All right. This is a commentary piece from John Nolte at the Breitbart website. Minority leader... Mitch McConnell and other Senate Republicans lashed out at conservative Fox News host Tucker Carlson on Tuesday after he characterized a deadly January 6th attack on the Capitol as mostly peaceful chaos. A handful of other Senate Republicans on Tuesday pushed back against Carlson's claim that January 6th was peaceful chaos, with Senator Tom Thills or Tom, Tom Tillis of North Carolina blasting the remarks as BS. Um, I'm not going to read the commentary part. I think you can read that yourself, and it's linked in the show notes below. I'm going to go to the original page. Um, from NBC News. I think that's more important for the news program we have going on here, the news commentary. Talking about the news in my own my own perspective. We know what Tom Tillis said. Senator Kevin Kramer from North Carolina. He was in the Capitol on January 6th. 
He rejected Carlson's portrayal of that day as some rowdy, peaceful protest of Boy Scouts. I think that breaking through glass windows and doors to get into the United States Capitol against the borders of police is a crime. I think particularly when you come into the chambers, when you start opening the members' desk, when you stand up in their balcony, to somehow put that in the same category as permitted peaceful protest is just a lie. I think it doesn't do any good for the narrative. On his show Monday night, Carlson said, while there were a few bad apples, most of the January 6th rioters were peaceful and calling them sightseers, not insurrectionists. Fact check, true. Asked if Speaker Kevin McCarthy gave the mistake by giving the hours exclusively to Carlson, Kramer said the Speaker could have given it to all sources equally rather than one who is particularly good at conservative entertainment. I agree with that, uh, to, to be exact. Mike Rounds, I was there on January 6th. I saw what happened. I saw the aftermath. There was violence on January 6th. I think the footage that's available should be made available to all networks and everyone should be able to see for themselves what kind of chaos we had on that day. Senator Lindsey Lindsey Graham uh, said the January 6th committee should be investigated. We do not want to whitewash January the 6th. Um, He said the January 6th committee had a partisan view on things. I'm not interested in whitewashing the COVID lab theory and I'm not interested in whitewashing January 6th. Rare Lindsey Graham W. Um, When you have the top name in cable news saying something happened with video footage that something happened. Something probably happened, right? They're not trying to just blow things out of the water and say, oh, well, you know, he's a he's a partisan guy. He is a partisan guy. He's openly conservative. He holds conservative views and he talks about conservative ideas. That doesn't make him an evil man. And it doesn't make him wrong. That's the big thing. It really doesn't make him wrong because he's a conservative. The left is going to make it seem like it's wrong because, well, you know, we, we, we can't talk about January 6th this way or else we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get abolished. People won't vote for us. People won't stand for us. You know, it's stupid. I'm tired of it. All right. On to the politics of the day. And we're not going to have four segments today just to let you know right away. We are just kind of running low on news and stamina here in the Red Future Radio studios. But Youngkin might challenge Trump. I don't know the point. I think anyone can can open up right now and say, "Yeah, Josh, I want to challenge Trump. I'm I, I'm going to run for president. GOP Josh for president 2024. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's not a single person running at this point, and it might change moving forward. That's going to win outside of Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. And if he keeps keeping up steam the way he is, Vivek Ramaswamy. But I don't see him. He's still the long shot. He's the shortest of the long shots. Um, but I mean, Nikki Haley's not going to win. Glenn Youngkin won't win. Larry Hogan won't win. He's not even going to run. Well, he might run. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Charlie Baker won't win. Asa Hutchingtons won't win. They're not going to win. People aren't going to win. I mean, they're just it's going to be Trump or DeSantis. Um, and it's going to be Trump. But Glenn Youngkin is trying to grow his national profile. Uh, the governor met with donors in New York. He made an appearance on Squawk Box on CNBC. He's going to be a live, uh, in a live town hall on CNN on education, a hot-button issue for the primary base on CNN, by the way. We're driving our economic development, Youngkin said on CNBC. We're driving education to a new place and raising the ceiling and the floor. We're making sure that law enforcement is supported, not demeaned, and we're doing it in a successful way in a state that is truly purple. I do think the reason why people are asking this question of me, if he's going to run, is because the issues that I'm dealing with in Virginia are the same issues that the nation is dealing with and we're winning. I think Youngkin is a great governor. He should play that out as long as he can. Maybe run for Senate. I think he would beat Tim Kaine in a Senate race, 10 to 1, not 10 to 1, but you know, any any day of the week he would beat Tim Kaine. He's a popular governor. 
And I think we need more popular governors in the Senate. I think if Chris Sununu would have ran in, in New Hampshire, he would have won. I think if Larry Hogan would have won in Maryland, he would have made it close. Um, and I don't want him in the Senate, but you know what I'm saying. Glenn Youngkin is a great on policy. He doesn't back down. He seems like a fighter. But he's not going to win a presidential election in any capacity ever, by the way, ever. He would be a great senator. He could be an establishment senator for 30 years. He would hold that seat for probably at least 30 years. And I don't even know how old he is. He's probably 54, maybe. He, he could have a Biden-like career and end it in the Senate. Maybe vice president to Trump. I don't know. But he's not going to run for president and win. The only people that are running for president to win are Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. We'll get back to this after the break. We're going to talk about Larry Hogan, Michael Knowles, and something in Ohio because it's the Ohio show, my friends. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network, GOPjosh.com. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey, everyone, it's GOP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Future Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Some kind of breaking news as we go into the third segment here of the program tonight. Brought to you by Blackout Coffee. Use code TSMS. TSMS. The Republicans, uh, Matt Gates in particular, brought a bill to the floor that would agree to withdraw from Syria. All of our troops from Syria, pull them out of there. Fifty-seven, sorry, 47 Republicans voted yes. 56 Democrats voted yes. The rest voted no. Some didn't vote. Either way, it didn't pass. So um, I know Corey Mills, we're going to try to get on the program soon. Um, he voted for it. I know Anna Paulina Luna voted for it. I know Matt Gates voted for it. The rest of the votes, I mean, this happened eight minutes ago at the time of recording. We do not have the whole list of names yet. We will bring that to you when we get it. Maybe if it's Friday, it's Friday. We might not have a program Friday. Follow the Twitter for that at GOP-20. Um, but we'll we'll see. I, I'm, it's a shame it didn't pass. I think we should withdraw from Syria. We should have never been in Syria. But I digress. Welcome back, Larry Hogan. He is the go- former governor of Maryland. And he might run for president as a third party. He said he's not going to run as a Republican. He shouldn't run as a Republican or a Democrat or anything. He shouldn't run. He's not going to win. But he's, he might run to tr- to troll Trump. To, to, to hurt Trump. It's all against Trump to these people. Everything they do... They eat, sleep, and breathe hating Trump. According to ABC News, the former governor's not going to run as Republican. He told ABC News, I have ruled out seeking the Republican nomination, and I haven't ruled out that that running as an independent. But it's not something I'm really working toward or thinking about. He was a successful governor in, in the blue state. He left office after completing two terms, his maxed uh, terms. 
He had a 77% approval rating. This is Larry Hogan, by the way. He endorsed someone in the primary. The primary candidate lost to Dan Cox, who was Trump's endorsed candidate, and he refused to support the Republican. That's the guy that might run as an independent against Trump. So he's he's not credible. He's not a good guy. He's not a conservative. He had a 77% approval rating in a blue state because he's a liberal. Not because he's conservative. He's a neocon or he's a neolib at the very least. And I'd say even more. But he's economically conservative, fiscally so out the window left. And he's a very moderate fiscal conservative. He's he's not good on the issues in any capacity. Um, before we move on to the rest of the news of the night, I want to tell you all about a, an upcoming interview on the program just booked here a few days ago. Uh, Greg Wheeler running for Congress in OH13. He ran against a Madison Gilbert last time. He lost the primary. I wish he would have won the primary then. He would be in Congress right now. But he is joining us on the program. GregWheeler.com will be joining us uh, next month. So yeah, booked that. Excited for that. Uh, GregWheeler.com and GOPJash.com and OhioLife.org now, friends. You need to go there. Check it out. Make sure, my friends, that that abortion amendment, which they approved to go on the ballot, make sure it fails. OhioLife.org, OhioLife.org. And I'm not even getting paid. I want to remind you all, I'm not paid by anyone but you all listening to the program and supporting the, the sponsors we advertise. Outside of that, we are completely and utterly self-funded, self-sufficient. Um, I want to thank our Patreons, one specifically, the one and only uh, Matt Irwin from Troy, Ohio, a great friend. Check out his dealership, IrwinChrysler.com, I believe it is. IrwinChrysler.com. Big fan, by the way, of that Jeep Compass you got posted on there. I, I like that car. Anyways, um, we are completely self-sufficient outside of those uh, sponsors on the program, so if you want to support them, it'd be greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, we're all independent. And I'm not paid by any political action group. I'm not paid by any campaign. I have never taken a dime for an interview. And I'm just a a conservative-leaning person, GOP Josh, trying to bring a conservative message to the people through this program, The Conservative Crusader, GOPJosh.com. All right. Michael Knowles. Could we have a clip? Is there a clip here? There is a clip here. Listen to this clip of Michael Knowles from Right Wing Watch. And the music is still playing. All right, very cool. I thought I stopped you. Sorry about that. That was the, the bumper music still playing in the background. Very cool. A clip from Michael Knowles from Right Wing Watch from CPAC. There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody, too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of so many people. If it is false, then for the good of society, and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level. And that's the clip from CPAC. Michael Knowles uh, worked for the Daily Wire. He's very conservative. I support him. I, I'm a big fan of him, genuinely speaking. Let me play the... Let me, let me tell you the original headline for a story. Um, let me see it here. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Daily Beast, who's a left-wing hack job, 
put in a statement and on their headline, Michael Knowles says transgender community must be eradicated at CPAC. Did you hear that part? <laughs> he said transgenderism, the actual ideology. And I'm going to just baseline this for you all. I support the people. I think the people have free will, and if they think they are mentally ill enough that they need to change their gender, they can, but, but, but we shouldn't accept it, and the government shouldn't allow it. If you want to, in the privacy of your own home, do whatever you want to do to make yourself feel happy, that's fine, and I, I don't think, as long as it's between um, consenting adults and not children and not genocide or anything like that, I mean... <laughs> I really don't think it's the public's view and what it should should go on here, and I'm not saying that we accept everything that goes on at all. But I don't think the government should allow people to, to, to mutate themselves and to pay people to mutate themselves for them. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's controversial, and I don't know how we can accept it and how we can be a party that went from being anti-gay marriage five years ago or six years ago or seven years ago and go in today and say, as long as they're 18 years old, they can they can change their gender. They can take testosterone. They can do worse things to themselves. Because if an 18-year-old can do it, a 17-year-old can do it. If a 17-year-old can do it, a 16-year-old can do it. If a 16-year-old can do it, a 14-year-old can do it. 12-year-old, 10-year-old. Now we have three years old. A three-year-old says, I like the color pink. I'm a girl now. No, you're not. You're, you're, you like the color pink and you're a boy. Oh, I like playing with dolls. Okay, I like playing with dolls and you're a boy. Not always the furthest extreme. Ohio segment right now. I, I can't I can't go on. I just wanted to put that out there really quick for, for all of you in case you were wondering how I felt about that because I didn't mention it Monday. Norfolk Southern is creating a first responder training center in Ohio and expanding its operation awareness and response program. Mike DeWine announced today. DeWine pushed the rail company for a greater emphasis on rural first responder training following the February 3rd derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Toxic chemicals released as a result of the crash have yet to have caused concern for the air. According to government officials, have yet to show dangerous levels of chemicals in the water or the air after testing. The new center, according to DeWine, will focus on providing more and free training to first responders in Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. This is a good thing. We should not have had to have a train derailment to make this happen, by the way. We should not have had to actually physically have a train go off the tracks and contaminate the water in the air for them to think, yeah, we should probably take this seriously. It was a common problem forever. Just because it's just now publicized doesn't mean we should worry about it or just now worry about it. Should have been a, a problem five years ago. It was a problem five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, six months ago. We should not have waited so long to do this and actually fix a problem people knew was a problem. It blows my mind. That this is this is the environment we have. Where it's like, yeah, well, we had a tragedy happen, so now let's pay attention to it. A tragedy was always inevitable with the, the system we had in place. So I applaud Norfolk Southern for this rare W and actually creating this system. It took too long. It should have happened a long time ago, and I'm ashamed it hasn't. GOPJosh.com, back Friday with a brand new episode at redfutureradio.com. And stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.